You are now listening to The Shyest Podcast, when millions of opinions just aren't enough. to the end of the road for the NFL's crowning jewel, the Super Bowl. Da-da-da-da. That is some Super Bowl music, if I've ever heard it. We've arrived at Super Bowl, I think it's 57. L is 50, V is 5, and then LV2, that's, right, 57? I think so. I don't know, it's been a while since I've done Roman numeral math. We've got a really good game on our hands, I think. you got two teams that uh, were 14-3 and three during the regular season. They both won both of their games. Uh, these are the two number one seeds making it to the finals for the first time in a while, if I recall. It's hard to be the number one seed and make it all the way. It seems easy, but it's not that easy. So we've got an interesting matchup between a Chiefs team that has been there uh, fairly recently and has been in that conversation for, I think, like six straight seasons, five straight seasons they've been in the AFC title game. And then you've got the Eagles that... uh, have not been in the conversation for a while, but did win a Super Bowl not that long ago. So they've still got some players on that team uh, from the Super Bowl era, and there's a lot of interesting storylines. Going into this game, you've got Andy Reid, former Eagles head coach, who coached them to many conference title games and many division championships. Could never really get them over the hump into the Super Bowl. I think they lost one Super Bowl as well with Andy Reid. So he's won a title since leaving, and he's now bringing the Chiefs back to try and vanquish the team that he couldn't win a title with. You've got the Kelsey brothers playing against each other. It's the first time that two brothers... Two brothers the first time the two brothers have played against each other in the Super Bowl. Oh, I'm going to get super distracted. Um, And there's been a lot of jokes. I saw it on SNL as well. It's the first time that two uh, black quarterbacks have squared off against each other in the Super Bowl as well. Not the first time a black quarterback has been in the Super Bowl, but the first time that it's both teams led by black quarterbacks. So history-making game in a lot of ways. And... Realistically, it should be a great game. I know that Patrick Mahomes just won the MVP, and congratulations to Patrick Mahomes. I think he's deserving of it. I also think Jalen Hurts is deserving of it. They had very different kinds of seasons. Um, I think the biggest thing going in Mahomes' favor is that he lost Tyreek Hill in the offseason and still threw for like 5,000 yards and still had the number one seed. 
And he did that with uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, who's new to the team, with uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who's new to the team, Isaiah Pacheco, who's a rookie. So he had a lot of moving pieces around him where I would say the Eagles improve their weaknesses. You know, they went out and they got A.J. Brown. They learned from the end of last season and they ran the ball really well. Um, so yeah, the Eagles, I would say that's the knock against Jalen Hurts is that his team got better. Mahomes' team got worse on paper, but not necessarily worse, right? Oddly enough, I would say that this season for Mahomes reminds me of what I thought was Matthew Stafford's best season, which was the year after he lost Megatron, Calvin Johnson, to retirement. He, he didn't have that number one guy anymore that he could just throw the ball to all the time. So he had to like really spread the ball around. He had to play the quarterback position. I think that's what we saw from Mahomes this season is that he really played the position well and didn't need Tyreek Hill to elevate him to uh, another level. And Tyreek Hill left and had his own success. So both of them were able to have success regardless of one another, which is good. It's rare. Um, and then you see the Eagles bring in A.J. Brown in that trade from the Titans. And, you know, A.J. Brown has a huge impact for them as well. He took a lot of the pressure off Devontae Smith, allowed Devontae Smith, I think, to come a long way this season in his progression. Really made Jalen Hurts a uh, significantly better quarterback by having that kind of, like, physical presence on the field at receiver. A guy that you could just throw the ball to and he's going to beat up whoever's in his way and go get the football. It's a really good guy to have on the team. So we've got two teams that are, I think, fairly well matched, if not necessarily uh, in a straight line, because they play very different brands of football. Um, but I do like what Nick Sirianni has done. I think he deserves, you know, some coach of the year respect. I don't know who won coach of the year. Who did? Let's find out. I did not watch the NFL honors, obviously. Brian Dable won it for the Giants, so I'm happy for Daves. That's totally fine. I thought he deserved to be in that conversation. But what that tells me is that Sean McDermott is never going to win it. Short of winning a Super Bowl, they'll never give it to Sean McDermott. No matter how successful he is, no matter what he dealt with off the field. Sorry, Sean. Um, but, yeah, you've got two kind of different philosophies where I think you look at the Chiefs and although their defense played really well against Cincinnati you saw that they were able to take advantage of all of the offensive line deficiencies that the Bengals were dealing with and that was still a close game Bengals had the ball with an opportunity to win um, twice late in that game uh, the Eagles their pass their defense was so much that the Niners couldn't handle it and they ended up hurting the quarterback pretty early in the game. Uh, not a dirty play or anything, but I think the Eagles defense was maybe a little bit slept on in terms of being one of the best defenses in the league this year. You know, it's easy to look at Jalen Hurts and Brown and the run game and just think that's why they're successful but their defense is really damn good and they have a lot of veteran players they got two guys carrying over and um fletcher cox and brandon graham who won a super bowl with this eagles team they brought in a bunch of veterans in the secondary and darius slay and james bradbury so they've got a good defensive front they've got a good secondary and it gives them 
a particular type of edge in this game if they can get after the quarterback. Like if Hassan Reddick can do what he did against San Francisco, it's going to be tough for Mahomes. They're going to have to design a lot of stuff to get the ball out of his hands quickly. And we saw the last time that the Chiefs faced like a really good pass rush in the Super Bowl. They got their asses kicked. Um, I think they addressed that. They drafted, they traded, they rebuilt the offensive line because of that game, and they're back in the Super Bowl for that reason. But watching that matchup is going to be probably the most interesting aspect of the game to me because as as fancy as the game has gotten, as much as it's a pass-heavy league and an offense-heavy league, the game is still won in the trenches. And you saw it in the Cincinnati game because the Chiefs were able to win the line of scrimmage and to get to Joe Burrow, and that's ultimately what decided that game. So similarly... Whoever is able to control the line of scrimmage is going to win this game. And even though the Eagles have not been in this conversation really for the last five years or so, I'm kind of leaning towards the Eagles because the way they run the football, because the mobility at the quarterback position, I just, I don't know. Like, am I, am I overlooking the Chiefs? I wouldn't call it overlooking, but... I mean, yeah, they are in the Super Bowl. Someone's got to lose. Yeah. They both can't win. They both cannot win, so... This is not a participation award game. Yeah, there's no silver medal. I mean, I guess you do get the conference championship trophy, but... I digress. I... So, I would say the Eagles' method to victory is to get the outside run working because you can't let Chris Jones dominate in the middle and you probably run, want to run away from Frank Clark too. So I don't know. The chiefs do have a good front seven though with adding Carlos Dunlap, uh, getting Willie Gay back and healthy. They do have a nice uh, defensive rotation. I think their secondary is weak. I think that's still true. And I think we saw a little bit of that in the Cincinnati game as well. They did a good job, but a lot of that was coming from uh, pressure that was coming up the middle from Jones and from the rest of the defensive line. So, <sighs> you know, they got they got uh, Willie Gay, Nick Bolton, Dunlap, I guess, technically fills in as a linebacker. So, but yeah, I'm not really sold on... Uh, McDuffie or Justin Reed, or Thornhill, or Legereus Sneed. I don't know if those guys can match up one-on-one, so they're going to have to get to the quarterback. And maybe those guys, you know, play better than I've seen them be capable of. I saw them struggling a lot down the stretch in the season, but they were still winning games. And the Chiefs have a weird, like, opportunistic defense that it doesn't really matter, like, whether or not they give up 40 points or they're considered a good defense. They seem to play well on the biggest stages. Like, they seem to play very good situational defense and always seem to, like, make plays in big games when it matters. So, you know, even if I feel that their defense is not as good as the Eagles, I think their defense has the ability to to make some plays like we saw in that uh, Cincy game as well. Like, you know, you had two rookies come up with a hell of a, like, a tip ball drill to intercept Burrow with the game on the line late in the game. Hell of a play. Offensively, I think, obviously, the... Yeah, it was a hell of a play. Obviously, I think the Chiefs' offensive uh, playbook is a little bit more robust and refined than... 
the Eagles, but you know, the Eagles play power football. I, the Eagles are one of the only teams I've seen to line up in like three running back formations this season. And they can go three deep at running back. Boston Scott can play. Kenneth Gainwell can play. Miles Sanders. All those guys can play. Um, so if one of them isn't getting the job done, you know that another one will. And even if you do shut down the run, you got to watch out for the play action. you got to watch out for Jalen Hurts on the move. So I think the responsibility is probably going to fall on safeties and linebackers of the Chiefs to have to contain Hurts. And if he's not able to hurt them with his legs, the Chiefs will have a good chance. If he's able to make plays with his legs, pick up like first downs in, in key situations, kind of like, you know, what you see Josh Allen do, like, oh, even if the Chiefs play good defense, they get the Eagles into like a third and long. If Jalen Hurts is able to convert some of those plays with his legs or third and mediums and just like keep the chains moving, that adds up over time. And like the defense is on the field. And as that as that adds up, it takes its toll. So it's going to be an interesting one, though. I think so too. I would like to see the Eagles win. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's kind of weird to see that, like, the Eagles, what is Sirianni, a second year head coach, third year guy for the Eagles? I don't even know. I have no idea. He's he's not been on the team very long. So, on the one hand, it's like I want the veteran, experienced football to prevail, but it's not bad for football if the Eagles win. And I don't want to cheer for the Chiefs, but. You know, I don't I don't hate the Chiefs. When the Chiefs won the Super Bowl a couple years ago and they finally like beat the Patriots to get there and to win it, I didn't hate the Chiefs. It was like they had not won a Super Bowl in 50 years. So they were like in the same boat as the Bills, you know? And they were working towards it and working towards it and there was years before they won the Super Bowl where they had Alex Smith and they were a good team, they were a playoff team, they had won that division a couple times. Like they were they were working in that right direction before they brought in Andy Reid. So I was happy for the Chiefs in that moment to get that win. So, you know, things have changed. The Chiefs are now like the dominant presence in the AFC. So I don't know. I don't know who I'm supposed to cheer for in this game, but. It's not who you're supposed to cheer for. Who do you want to cheer for? Um, I want to cheer for the Eagles. I don't know why, but to see them go from like being a wildcard team last year to being in the Super Bowl this year, um, I think it's a slightly better story than the Chiefs. But for to be the Chiefs and to first, I think, lose the AFC title game, then win the AFC title game, go to the Super Bowl, win it, then lose the Super Bowl, then not make it back to now being back in the Super Bowl. You know, they got a good story, too. I can't hate on it. I can't. I'm not hating on the Chiefs. I just would like to see the Eagles win. That's fair. So either tell me why you want to see the Eagles win or what you think the Eagles have to do to actually win. Um, well, I guess maybe this is going to sound a little bit like I'm hating on the Chiefs. But well, go for it. <laughs> I just think it's it's kind of like watching a... A movie or TV show with a predictable ending and that, you know, the hype is around like, well, the Chiefs have to win because they're the Chiefs. So I guess the Eagles are a little bit of the underdog, essentially. I don't know what the actual like over under whatever stats are, but the Eagles, the Eagles have been, um, you know, fun to watch too, but 
I guess I just like to see the diversity maybe and not just have it be a Chiefs win again. Yeah. I mean, dynasties, I think, are good for sports, but I think the Chiefs are a dynasty, regardless of whether or not they win. They're they're clearly like the best team in the AFC over the last five years. Oddly enough, the matchup predictor from ESPN has it pretty close to a coin toss, but has the Chiefs favored at 53.5%. But the money line is one and a half points in favor of the Eagles right now. And I don't know if that uh, has anything to do with some of the news that's been coming out, but I heard that that uh, Mahomes and some of the other guys in the Chiefs locker room were dealing with an illness. I heard uh, upset stomach, some things like that. So I don't know if there's like food poisoning going around or I know there. It's in Vegas. Maybe they ate some bad lobster. It happens. Um, <laughs> Well, I was gonna ask too. Are there any like key players that we know of already that are out officially for this? No, uh, the injury report that's listed here has uh, everybody healthy, other than uh, Britton Covey, who is questionable. And what I'm looking at in the Chiefs' depth chart doesn't have anybody listed. I just had heard rumors that there was some illness going around. I know Nicole Hardman is still on IR, so that doesn't change anything. Uh, and the Eagles, as far as I know, other than Covey, who's like a fourth, fifth string receiver, um, and some guys on the back end that have been on injured reserve, don't really uh, have anything to worry about that I can see either. They're a little bit thin on the offensive line, so if they, if they were to get some injuries on the O-line, they may be in trouble, but they're pretty deep at left tackle, so they would probably just move guys uh, around as needed. So, but yeah, this is a good this is a good time where both teams are fairly healthy. And what about Mahomes with his ankle? I mean, he's not he hasn't been listed even when he was hurt. Like right. even when we knew he was definitely hurt, he wasn't listed. So here he's not listed again. He's had two more weeks of probably treatments and injections and all that stuff. So I just have to assume that Mahomes is going to be good to go. But Clyde Edwards-Helaire came off the IR for this game. I don't think he's going to touch the ball that much. With the way they're playing right now, I just, what's the point, you know? He, he's kind of small. He hasn't played in a while. Like, do you want him to be in danger of fumbling away a key play in this game? Or just go with McKinnon and Pacheco who have gotten you here? Yeah, I shouldn't overlook the Chiefs running backs. They're pretty deep in that running back room, too. They got Ronald Jones, who's the fourth stringer behind Hilaire, but... I really don't see them getting too far away from McKinnon unless they're trying to run like a trick play in there for Hilaire. Because if you're Andy Reid, what have the Eagles been studying, right? How you've been playing the last month, maybe a couple games against key opponents and how they dealt with situations. But Clyde Edwards Hilaire has been out since like the first month of the season. So you haven't really seen the wrinkles of the Chiefs offense with him in it. So if you wanted to study that, you'd have to go back to last year and see how they were using him. And so Andy Reid may have a a trick or two up his sleeve with Hilaire on the field. And I wouldn't be surprised to see them pull something out like that. He's really been out this whole time. I feel like he didn't go out that early. No, he had a great like first month of the season and then kind of, uh, I forgot what the injury was, but yeah, he was just like gone all of a sudden. Let me see. He played in, let's see. He looks like he had a couple of attempts and a couple games late in the year. No, that's October, November. So I see November 13th, he had no touches against Jacksonville. He 
on the last game it has him listed as is November 20th where he had two carries so he's been out since November at least wow yeah that's quite some time to come back just for the Super Bowl I mean yeah he was averaging 4.3 yards a carry but he only had 71 touches on the whole year um, but yeah he got activated off injured reserve and then Michael Hardman went on that list so you know maybe they need something like in an end around you know where you're going to hand the ball off to a receiver on a sweep run play or you're going to Mahomes kick out one of those little like touch passes that is basically a handoff but counts as a pass in case you fumble it that I could see Hilaire maybe filling in there like a, a speed wing position but yeah the Eagles uh Eagles are fairly healthy I don't think Covey's going to be a big deal, but he is the punt returner for them. So it's going to be Quez Watkins instead if Covey can't go. I don't know. I think it's going to be interesting. It is going to be. It's going to be a good game. I hope it's a good game because at this point, like, I'm just ready for the NFL season to be over. And I love football, but it's felt like a long season. And especially like with the Bills losing the way they did, these last few weeks have been extra long. But it's been nice being a little bit more detached from the game and not like so invested in it um but yeah once once the super bowl is over the off season can officially start and the bills can get to work on whatever they need to do for the next season and hopefully we'll be talking about them in the super bowl preview show next year yep let's time capsule this let's time capsule it put a timestamp on it 21 minutes 35 seconds of this show what's your what's the saying your lips god's ears from your lips to God's ears, I think. Yeah. Something like that. I mean, from your not, mouth to God's ears. Something like that, yeah. Not religious, but just going with the saying. Just going with it. So, <laughs> I know. Speaking of the Bills, they did the NFL honors. We watched uh, DeMar Hamlin's speech. Do people still think that's a clone? I mean, if so, it's really impressive science that they could clone him that quickly <laughs> i know i wish i i know alone in general i know that he was nervous because you could hear it in his voice when he was talking live and reading off the prompter but i wish he would have come prepared to troll the people <laughs> and been like i want to thank all of the medical professionals and scientists who had my clone ready to go because it was like you know the fucking weird conspiracy theorists just kept moving the goalposts on this thing where it was like, it's not, uh, it, we're only seeing still photos of him. And then it's like, here's a video. Uh, well, the video was edited. Um, okay, well, here's him at the football game. Well, he's wearing a mask. Uh, okay, well, here's a video that he released after the football game talking about his recovery. Well, there's a bunch of edits in the video because, like, yeah, videos get edited, you know. Oh, his tattoo, blah, blah, blah. This angle doesn't show his tattoo, even though the other angle clearly does. Like, no matter what it was, it just kept moving the goalpost. So now it's like, oh, he's a clone. So, yeah, this clone would have had to have been made 22 years ago and grown to maturity in the event that every everybody knew this was going to happen. But it's ridiculous. It is. I mean, especially because I feel like from a personal, emotional, mental standpoint, it downplays what his experience is and what he's having to go through to just be like, you're a clone, you're a clone. So I'm actually kind of, I see what you're saying, but I'm glad he didn't like feed into that in this regard and let him just be human and feel his emotions and like 
thank all of the people on the stage that contributed, but I mean, you know, there was a point where I was like, all right, I can be on this conspiracy train a little bit because we weren't seeing certain things, but also understanding like he just went through the unimaginable and let him like deal with it. Let you know? it deal with the unimaginable. I don't want to get do I don't want to get sued for that. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, <laughs> um, I mean that brings up another question about whether or not clones are human, but that's a discussion for another. Save that podcast. for your sci-fi podcast. Yeah, the sci-fi podcast I don't have, but I am watching a show about uh, kind of like the humanity of being a cloned person. But that's again for another time, and I w- will just say that it's like it was entertaining to like think of the conspiracy stuff a little bit but i never took it seriously so oh, same i was joking about it yeah so yeah. for me it was never like this thing of like oh i need to prove that he's a clone it's like there's that saying that's like the simplest explanation explanation is usually the correct one mm-hmm. and to think that it would be easier to somehow have like a global level conspiracy where you have to silence all 53 of his teammates all probably 50 people on the staff um, of the team, then everybody at the hospital, everybody that was working on the field, like the his idea, family, right? Like <laughs> they're going to trot out his little brother with a guy who's not him. And his little brother's just going to go along with that because they're paying him like he's a child. So it's like, it just got to the point where it's so ridiculous. Um, I mean, if you had nothing better to do, and that was like the horse you chose to put your money on. I'm really glad that uh, you lost on that one. And I'm glad that Demar's healthy. That's all I wanted. It's like, yeah, he had gone through so much. The easiest explanation was that like this was a freak accident, and you know he's lucky to survive because he's an athlete in his prime, and he just happened to be okay. Like that is by far the easiest explanation. But I don't know why everyone took it to, to Clone Town. Um, other than everybody wanted to, all of those people that wanted to entertain it wanted to blame the vaccine. But yeah, which is just a whole issue in itself separately. But this is a condition like there were doctors speaking out about this specific kind of heart condition that has existed since pre COVID and pre COVID vaccine. So anyone trying to connect the two. People just wanted to use it as evidence that the vaccine is dangerous, right? So those people jumped on the conspiracy and acted like DeMar Hamlin owed them something. Like he had to show up at their house and be like, hi, I'm really me. Like, F those people. F those people all the way. Um, So I'm glad he's healthy. We've gotten way off topic, but. Yeah. Super Bowls, clones, conspiracies. I mean, it's still crazy just to think about his. Like, what, that was barely a month ago that it happened? Uh, I want to say early December, like first week of December, maybe. No, it was New Year's week, I thought. That's also possible. Okay. Well, still, barely a month out, and he's standing up on stage at the NFL honor show when nobody knew if he was going to make it or not for a while, and it's just good to see to also end the season with... Positive news. Yeah. Yeah. I mean considering like the bills were pretty down that's that's a that's a big win for that team yeah i mean they had a rough season off the field let alone you know how it ended so and they had a baby earthquake like last week 
did they? Yeah, it was like a 3.5 or a 4 something. But like an earthquake in western New York, like it's not common at all. So I don't know what's going on in Buffalo. They got some they got some weird juju over there. Yeah. But maybe we'll find out next season. Maybe. We got to look at the schedule and see what game we're going to go to. And then I got to hit up all my Bills Mafia people and be like, "Hey, I'm coming to town. Take me at all the wing places." Ooh, give me wings. Let's tailgate, but I don't drink, so just wing it up. Just throw me through a table sober, <laughs> and I'll feel it so much the next day. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess that's it. It's gonna be it's gonna be a good game. I don't know if we're gonna like really like have a party party, but we'll have some wings. We'll have some say, chips. What we'll are, have... what are what's the food on deck for us tomorrow? I mean, I think I'm gonna make wings because we have them. If we end up doing. Maybe more people. I'll do the wings for lunch, maybe like pregame. And then uh, maybe do tri-tip for dinner. I mean, we didn't get like veggies or anything, so we can't really have like a veggie platter. That's okay. It's going to be just salt and carbohydrates, and we're going to be feeling it. Yeah. Yeah. And then we got someone's birthday on Monday, and then (gasps) Valentine's Day, so... We got a we got a triple header of events. <laughs> yep. It's gonna be fun. All right, good. Any fun? Give me some closing thoughts on this game. Who wins Super Bowl MVP? Do they do one for each team or just one player? One player. Um, I'm gonna say it's gonna be one of the Kelsey brothers. Just what? because. It's going to be a big deal that this is a rec- a new whatever stat with the brothers. Well, Jason Kelsey plays offensive line, so the odds of him winning Super Bowl MVP are astronomically low. Oh. But if he did and you put a prop bet on him winning Super Bowl MVP because of his blocking, you would probably be a billionaire. All right. I don't think that bet even exists. So... Travis Kelsey's got a pretty good shot, probably, to win He's Super Bowl a, MVP. Yeah. If you were giving me, like, the five guys on the list, give me your top five MVP candidates, it would definitely be Jalen. Well, yeah, both quarterbacks. Mahomes, right? Kelsey. Kelsey. And then where do you go from there? You go to, like, A.J. Brown? Yeah. Miles Sanders? Would Boston Scott not do it? I mean, he could. If he comes in and has, like, two touchdowns, then, I mean... He, I mean, he's a vulture. You get him to the goal line, and he'll score that touchdown. And if he gets the two touchdowns and Miles Sanders has 100 yards, you're probably going to give it to the guy that's got the two touchdowns. Yeah. So it's know. possible. Boston Scott's odds are probably not good. You know what? We got. I'm going to give me five minutes more of this recording, and we'll see the um, Super Bowl MVP prop bets. We'll see who's the most favored here. We will see. Oh, man, get out of my face. I don't want to sign up with my email address. All right, so Mahomes plus 130, Hertz plus 140. And then who else we got? Nobody else on this list. Let me find a Super Bowl MVP player bets. Here we go. All right, so. 
Mahomes plus 118, Hertz plus 124, Kelsey plus 1250. So the odds are stacked way in favor of the quarterbacks winning. So if you want your money on something good, you'd probably be better off going with Kelsey at plus 1250, AJ Brown at plus 1825, Miles Sanders at 2400 is nice money. Um, Devonta Smith at 2800 is pretty good. And then you got some defensive guys at Hassan. Redick uh, plus 2,900, Chris Jones at plus 4,600, uh, Dallas Goddard at plus 58 is a good one if he's got a good game, Jarek McKinnon, Goddard's at plus 5,800, McKinnon's at plus 6,800, uh, so yeah, it jumps a lot, it, it's 10 times the odds between Jalen Hurts and Travis Kelsey, so that tells you a lot, and then, is it usually a quarterback? Not necessarily, but if you bet by position, quarterback is minus 650 here. So that tells you that most people, uh, or at least Vegas odds, are saying that it's going to be one of the two quarterbacks. So regardless of how the game unfolds, like there was a game where the Colts won the Super Bowl, and Peyton Manning, I think, in that game didn't deserve the Super Bowl MVP, but he still got it because he's the quarterback and he had a good game. But to me, it was, uh, I think it was Dominic Rhodes in that game, who I think was the real Super Bowl MVP. And then you look at a game like um, the Rams and the Patriots a few years ago, and Wes Welker won the MVP with like 77 yards and no touchdowns. So it just depends on the game flow, right? But what this tells me is that the odds makers believe that the NFL is going to try to give the award to one of the two quarterbacks regardless. So it's probably your safest bet, you know, because either team that wins, the quarterback is probably going to have a decent day. Um, but I think some of the, the off bets like Sanders, probably a decent one, AJ, Kelsey, those are all like really good money, good value if you're going to bet. So, take it for what it is. All right. And other than that, that wraps it up for us. Who's going to score the first touchdown of the game? That's always a good prop bet, too. Without knowing, like, who wins the coin toss, people still bet on that? Um, well, we don't know the coin toss. Who's going to win the coin toss? I don't know. Give me a name. I'm going to say Chiefs. All right, Chiefs win the toss. So then you think they're going to kick? They'll probably kick. So the Eagles will get the ball first. You think the Eagles score the first touchdown? Think the Eagles score on that first drive? Yes. Okay. Interesting. Um, Let's see. What are your picks? I think, I think that if the Chiefs get the ball first, I don't know that they score right away because that Eagles defense is good. Um, and vice versa. So I don't think there will be a touchdown on the first drive for either team. But first points, I could see the Chiefs kicking a field goal and going up 3-0 in this game. Rids picks. Rids decided to go with the Chiefs in this one, which, not a surprise. Although, the Chiefs were in my right hand, which is typically where I hold the dog treat for the home team. So, Rids is officially uh, rolling with... The Chiefs, I should have had her do some like squares or uh, prop bets as well, but we could be here all day talking about prop bets. Um, but that's 35 minutes, and that, that's enough. We got the gist of it. You know what we think. And, I mean, if you listen to this show this season, I appreciate it. 
Obviously, my Bill show went in the freaking toilet towards the end of the season. People just stopped listening. So, odds are I'm probably done with that. I might still do something, but there's plenty of people in the Bill space. So, if I can give you some creators to listen to if that's what you want. Um, other than that, enjoy the Super Bowl. Stay safe. Be responsible. Don't be drinking and driving out there. There's ways to get around it now. And? Happy Football Sunday. Happy last football sunday happy happy super bowl sunday there you go all right take care everybody enjoy the super bowl thank you to everybody who took the time to listen to this episode i do appreciate it and i do believe that word of mouth is still the best way to help so if you liked what you heard then please tell somebody but Otherwise, liking, subscribing, sharing, all that stuff helps too. This show is an extension of thescheiss.com, and you can contact me at nick at thescheiss.com or at Scheiss Podcast on Twitter. And until next time, stay safe, be well, and go Bills.